Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and today I'm going to be answering a question that I get pretty regularly, which is, what's the deal with eating at night? And so on this podcast, I like to talk about the relationship to brain performance and and mental health. And so I'm going to answer that question with that spin. But to do so, I have to dive deep into one of my favorite areas of nutrition, which is nutrient timing. Uh, In the field, we call it chrononutrition. Now, this question presupposes that eating at night is a problem. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard uh, something to that sort, whether it's through the media or magazines or, you know, just friends and family. Um, But before I talk about the detriments to cognitive performance, I need to first give you some background information on that topic. But a little spoiler alert for you right here. The evidence is very clear. Yes, there is a problem with eating at night. Okay, and it is no joke. It should not be taken lightly. So uh, please be sure to leave me a rating and a review. It really does help me a whole bunch. And subscribe because I have so much more in store for you. But without further ado, let's talk about eating at night. So the first thing that we have to cover is shift workers. And shift workers used to not be a thing. Okay, It was only through the invention of the light bulb where big businesses realized, hey, you know what? Now that we have light at night, we can get people working 24 hours a day instead of during the sunlight hours. Okay, so they took advantage of it. They created this thing called shift work. And now you have people who can work and live basically a nocturnal lifestyle. And they're the extreme example of humans who are living in exact opposition to their natural pattern. Uh, We would call that in the field, we'd say that's a full 12 hour misalignment. But here's what we saw. Once we created night shift workers, we saw that these people were at increased risk for every single chronic disease and metabolic condition we know about, not to mention having a much shorter lifespan. All right. And to put it in some some perspective, the World Health Organization, okay, the World Health Organization, very serious body, they published a list of known probable carcinogens. And It has all the usual suspects, you know, smoking, asbestos, all that kind of stuff. And in 2007, they quietly added shift work to that exact same list. All right, so so you heard me right. The World Health Organization is saying that shift workers are probably going to get cancer due to the time spent as shift workers, which is absolutely terrible, if you ask me. All right, but the good news is that most people aren't shift workers, but If we look at the average American, we're going to see that they're adopting some of those patterns to some degree. And so I'm going to defer to one of the top researchers in the field, uh, Dr. Panda. He's been collecting data on people's eating habits for years. And, you know, if you're curious, please go check it out. He's got a ton of great information. But there's two findings from his research, which I'd like to share, which honestly, it's not too surprising. But the average American eats breakfast infrequently and lunch and dinner frequently. The caloric density, which is to say the amount of calories per unit of food of these feeding occasions increases as the day goes on. So that is to say that breakfasts tend to be light, lunches are moderate in size, 
and dinners are much more substantial. And again, not too surprising if you just kind of look around. But the interesting thing is that the feeding events with the highest caloric density correspond to the time period after dinner, but before breakfast. Okay, so like midnight to 6 a.m. is what I'm talking about here. So the people are eating the least healthy food in this time period, right? And when you think about it, it makes sense. You know, this is when like desserts are happening or late night snacks, uh, partying and having alcohol and all those treats that go along with it. Um, and this is a problem in itself, but it does raise another question, which is people are eating unhealthy foods at night, right? Is it bad only because the content of the food is bad or is it bad because it was consumed specifically during the time period of night? So put another way, is there any practical difference between eating a brownie in the day compared to eating it at night? And it turns out that, yes, there is a difference. All right. So I did mention before that even the World Health Organization was forced to admit the dangers of a misalignment. And what that means is that it's very difficult to do research in humans from an ethical standpoint. The reason is because we can't force someone <laughs> to be in a trial or even uh, conduct a trial where we say that one group of people is going to be doing something that will likely result in their risk for cancer or giving them cancer, right? We can't force people to be in a study like that where we're giving people cancer. So as a result, what this means is we have to rely on animal studies to fill in the missing pieces and then pair it up with our epidemiological uh, studies in humans. So we can't do a trial where we force people to be, you know, night shift workers, for example, but we can't observe them. So we pair that data and we pair it up with the animal data. And there's one really interesting study in animals, in mice specifically, that I want to walk you through because it covers everything. So here's what they did. They wanted to compare mice that could eat whenever they wanted to those that ate only during their normal awake phase. And just a quick little sidebar here, mice are actually nocturnal, so their normal awake time is actually in the nighttime, all right? But here's what they did. They made sure that the mice ate the exact same amount of calories of the exact same food each day, all right? The mice were clones of each other, so there's no genetic variance. The cages, the air quality, the temperature, all of that is identical, so there's no environmental differences. And they even made sure that the activity level was identical between the groups. So basically, the only difference between these two groups was the timing with which they ate their food. Okay, And I wish I could show you a photo <laughs> of the difference between these two groups uh, because it kind of just says it all. Uh, basically, one of the mice looks like a normal mouse, and the other group of mice they are like three times the size, all right, which is just kind of mind-boggling. But um, the group that was allowed to eat whenever they wanted, they had almost 50% increase in their cholesterol levels, all right? They had blood glucose levels that were comparable to that of a diabetic. They had over four times the amount of inflammation, all right? And they were almost 30% uh, heavier than the group that ate within their normal awake phase. And honestly, that, that should kind of blow your mind right there, because can you imagine if you and your buddy literally ate the exact same food, did the exact same exercise, but you ballooned up and got huge and they stayed normal, 
right? That'd be terrible. <laughs> so what's going on? Um, here we're going to enter into the topic of chrononutrition. Okay, and this is a subfield of nutrition that examines all things related to nutrient timing and health and performance. So let's let's get into just a little bit of that so that way you understand what's actually going on. So being awake takes a lot of energy. A species unique method of survival will determine whether it should be awake during the daytime or nighttime. And so we call this either diurnal if you're awake during the daytime, or nocturnal, if you're awake during the nighttime. So basically one time of day, what we utilize for us to carry out our survival activities. And the other time is typically non-productive if we tried. Okay, so humans aren't really well suited for the nighttime. As an example, we don't have great vision. Uh, our eyes are more adapted to daylight. Now, we sleep during this non-productive phase. I'm calling it non-productive just uh, for lack of a better term. But we, we sleep during this phase to conserve our energy and restore ourselves. It's actually incredibly active and, and incredibly productive. You need it. <laughs> sleep is incredibly important. Um, so we sleep during it to conserve energy, restore ourselves. And like I said, humans are built to be awake during the day and asleep at night. And so when we're awake, our physiologies are primed to do stuff. And when we're asleep, our physiologies are primed to not do stuff, okay? It comes from being thrifty with our energy. So we want to not be turned on all the time because that would be inefficient, all right? We like to conserve our energy. We, you know, ancient humans had no way of knowing when their next meal was coming. Uh, this is similar across all creatures and organisms. Um, they typically exhibit this, you know, daylight versus nighttime kind of pattern here. Now, if you force your body to do stuff when your physiology, your, hormo your hormones, all this is telling you to not do stuff, it sends a mixed signal, okay? And what happens is that those actions are carried out suboptimally. It's like having your foot on both the gas and the brakes at the exact same time. And when this is done repeatedly, the system breaks down, which leads to all the serious issues that I mentioned above, as well as uh, you know negative impacts on your performance. To explain that a little bit more and to draw the link to the brain, the brain is the master regulator, okay? It tells everybody else what time of day it is. However, all of your peripheral tissues and organs while they are listening to the brain for their cues, their time of day cues, they are also entrained by other stuff. And things like your liver are actually as much as 80% of, of the cells and genes in, in the liver are rhythmic in response to feeding cues rather than your brain cues. Okay, So they are listening even more to things like your eating patterns over what your brain is telling you. And if you are eating at night, the brain is saying it's time to be asleep, okay? But the organs, you know, they've just been given some food and they're saying it's time to be awake, all right? I have to process this food. I can't shut down, right? Like I have to process this food. You've given it to me. You're forcing me to be awake and be active, all right? This creates discordance and it leads to worse performance and worse health outcomes. And it's not just worse for your brain, but it's also worse for your gut. And you, let me tell you, you want a healthy gut, okay? It has been called the second brain. You want a healthy functioning gut. I'm sure you've heard of a little molecule called serotonin. It's 
famous. It's an incredibly useful neurotransmitter, which just means that it's a signaling molecule for your nervous system. But over 90% of it is made in the gut. Okay, 90%. That's crazy. And so if your gut starts to go because you're eating at a weird time, then it has a negative impact on the brain. And then the brain gets a little bit worse. And then because the brain's getting a little bit worse, then it makes the gut worse and it makes all the other systems worse. All right. So it's kind of this negative feedback loop. All right. And it just makes everything worse. And it all started just because you were a little bit misaligned. The time of day was not in alignment with the activities that you were telling it to do. <laughs> you know, this is not what we want if we're trying to strive for peak mental performance. So this is our basic principle. Humans should eat and be active during daylight hours. Humans should stop eating and stop being active soon after the sun goes down. And while I will admit that most Americans are not night shift workers, most of us are still living in some form of misalignment. And if you want, you can go check out more of Dr. Panda's research on the topic. It's very fascinating stuff. We are sleeping later than we should due to the creation of all of the artificial lights and the fun nightlife. There used to be nothing to do at night, okay? Now we can watch Netflix, we can play video games, we can eat at a fancy restaurant, we can cruise social media, we can go out and party. Yes, if you're listening to this right now, uh, as it's going live, there are COVID concerns, so we're not going out as much. However, we're still staying up very late, okay? And I've been hearing from a lot of people during this uh, that the stress and everything going on, that people are having even more out of whack sleep schedules. One thing that I want you to know, though, is that there is no safety threshold. Zero. Any continued misalignment will lead to an increase in risk and a decrease in performance. All right. The degree of your misalignment determines the degree of your increased risk and decreased performance. A 12-hour misalignment is the absolute worst-case scenario, okay, because that is a total flip-flop. So you are at increased risk for basically every single metabolic condition known to man, and your performance is going to quickly go in the gutter, all right? Now, I know there are some people who are performing in this situation. They're performing very well, but they're performing and succeeding despite their lifestyle habits and not because of it. They could be even better if they decided to take this stuff more seriously. So if you care about your brain performance, you need to make sure your body systems are operating all on the same schedule. All right. It's impossible to have peak performance when they're misaligned. If your brain wants to be off, but you're eating very late, like I said, it's pushing the brakes and the gas at the exact same time. So peak performance happens when you're eating, your activity, your living, they're all in natural alignment. And one quick note that I want to make about this is different age groups have different circadian phases. All right. So I'm sure you all noticed that elderly people, they uh, tend to sleep earlier and wake up really early, right? On the other hand, teenagers and young people, they tend to go to bed a little bit later and sleep in a little bit more. And that's fine. And there's actually an evolutionary basis for this. However, regardless of that, even if you are going to bed later, eating at two in the morning, you know, uh, when you get the munchies, <laughs> you know, you're up playing video games or whatever, um, that is not conducive for optimal peak performance. You're just kidding yourself. Okay. So if you want to have peak brain performance, take advantage of these and make sure that all of your systems are in alignment. All right. So to, to kind of recap that point, um, humans should eat and be active during normal daylight hours. And humans should stop eating and stop being active pretty soon after the sun goes down. 
So some action items for you. I want you to do an honest look at your life and start thinking about places where you can get more aligned. Don't worry about, you know, not having that brownie yet. Still eat the brownie. Just try doing it a little bit earlier. All right. So give yourself a new cutoff time. Say, I won't eat anything later than X. Uh, if, if you eat at midnight all the time, don't jump right into, I won't eat anything later than 8 p.m. Start small, just bump it by one hour. So with that, thank you for listening. Please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you thought. Tell me, you know, what your schedule is like and what you're going to start doing after hearing this. Please also subscribe. I really do have so much more in store for you. I'm going to keep these episodes coming and I want you to be the first to know when they do. All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.